Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It is a Friday. We are live in Los Angeles and it's the herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. A lot of choices out there. So um, today, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific, the free agency period starts. Now, people are already negotiating. J-Max are already getting things done. Uh, we found out yesterday Sixers are going to re-sign Harden and trade James Harden. I think it we'll works. We'll see how that works out for the Sixers. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Harden's a fascinating guy. What's the market for that guy? Well, let's start our show with it. So the Sixers basically said, James Harden's used the league for years. Sixers kind of used him for a year and a half until Maxi elevated to a number two behind Embiid. Now they can now they can move off James Harden. Uh, Knicks doesn't fit. Heat, ugh. Um, Clippers, interesting. Word this morning, Clippers Harden. They can move off Westbrook. They need a point guard. He's from L.A. He's a good facilitator. Won't play any defense, but Paul George and Kawhi do. That's probably your best fit. You could you could argue that's the best fit. But um, all these years later, to me, James Harden is known for three things. The beard, drawing cheap fouls, and trade requests. That's the James Harden triple-double. Beard, drawing cheap fouls, trade requests. He's still productive, 2010 guy, but no defense, no leadership, getting old fast because he never took care of his body, doesn't really fit in many places. Clippers tends to work, but it has a Brooklyn feel, KD, Kyrie, Harden feel to it. The difference, of course, is that Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George are a better basketball fit, and he doesn't play a lick of D, but Harden and Kawhi are great defenders, so it works. But James Harden is an example. Right, We're always worried about sending our kids to the good schools, and that matters some. But James Harden is a great example. 
you will be as successful as your effort level and your personality allows. Harden is strictly an offensive player, quirky personality. You can't build around him. Defense, awful, conditioning, below average. That's what his effort level, that's what his personality allowed him to be. You get these occasional athletes who are just all-time greats. I never bought into the Kobe and MJ comp. Daryl Morey said years ago, I mean, he's a, <clears throat> he's a better score. Analytics prove it than MJ. The difference, of course, is that when you hold yourself accountable, it's much easier to hold others accountable. But Harden could never hold other teammates accountable. He wasn't even in good shape. He didn't play any defense. So how are you going to hold other guys accountable <laughs> when you don't come into camp in shape, when you play your way into shape? Kobe, MJ, relentless. But the key to both is they were so intense and so committed they could tell guys, this is how hard I work. Work this hard or you're done. James Harden's game to me always felt a little like a tax loophole. No, seriously. He caught the IRS slash NBA off guard. Right? They, they, nobody saw it coming, the step back move. Nobody, nobody was quite sure it was legal. And then the NBA slash IRS mostly eliminated the loophole. And it was never the same. Eh, Semi-effective, never the same. He was the tax loophole of the league. But in your life, you can go to this school. You can have those parents. Your effort level slash commitment and your personality will define how far you're going to go. Some people can't get out of their own way, regardless if they went to Harvard and prep school. They can't get out of their own way. They don't play well with others. They don't lubricate. They constantly agitate. They're know-it-alls. They're not committed. They're not, they're not really leaders. I mean, Steph Curry is older than James Harden. But because of his personality, plays well with others, his commitment and effort level, he is a fully charged battery. James Harden, a little stockier, maybe a little better athlete, maybe. I mean, he didn't go to Davidson. Better athlete, but he's a, he's a battery you're hoping makes it to the end of the road trip. So uh, James Harden being moved out of Philly as he should be. Clippers probably the best fit, but he doesn't really fit perfectly anywhere. Steph Curry older fits everywhere. So for years and years, I've uh, have had this player that I really like. And I think I felt sorry for him. Um, I think there's just lots of people in America who are super talented and work really hard, but they have bad bosses. They're in a company with a bad, corrosive culture. Uh, they're not appreciated. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, second and third rounders in life who, you know, they're really good at what they do, whatever it is they do. But, you know, they just they just they work for bad people, bad culture. Uh, Bradley Beal is one of those. I mean, the Washington Wizards for 11 years. He was there. 11 years, three coaches, different general managers, uh, the immature John Wall, multiple teammates, can't keep track. He was always committed. Always classy. Always productive. He's now a Phoenix son, 
press conference yesterday, here he was. I don't look at the NBA like that. I don't look at it as, oh, it's my team. Oh, it's your team. Like, it's everybody. Like, we all got to compete. We all got to do this thing together and make it happen. But understand that, you know, this is Book Nation. Like, understand that this is his, this is his stomping grounds. This is his arena. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited to be able to play with two Hall of Famers, you know? Like, I've never done that, you know? So I'm excited about it. I'm excited what that brings. And um, they'll push me in ways I've never been pushed. You know, so I'm, I'm excited about that, and hopefully I can do the same. I don't know how you don't love this fit and love that guy. Never complained, loyal team guy in a corrosive clown car in the Washington Wizards. Never complained. He'll be so appreciative and so energized by Phoenix, which, by the way, has had their issues. They got rid of a bad owner. They've moved through some coaches. But a good guy and a good player finally gets to a good team. Let me give you an example of where I've seen this before. Matt Stafford, 12 years, the chaos of Detroit. Finally got a legitimate owner, a legitimate coach, some really good players and won a Super Bowl. Kevin Garnett, 12 years of nonsense in Minnesota. Finally got a legitimate organization, surrounded by good players, a winning organization, got the Celtics a ring. Matt Stafford, Kevin Garnett. Well, Bradley Beal's not. Bradley Beal was a number three pick. Bradley Beal is one of two NBA players in the last four years, one of two, to average more than 30 points a game multiple times. He's actually doing the opposite of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron's going to a young team with an unproven coach. Aaron's going to be a little bit of the savior, front and center, front and center in New York. Bradley Beal? is going to a team full of guys that have been around. A championship winning coach. They've had some success. In fact, we always wonder why they don't have a little more in recent years. He won't ask to be the savior. He won't ask, be asked to be the leading scorer. His quote was perfect. Part of a collective, part of a team, all learn from others. I don't know how anybody doubts this. But he is the story you see a lot all over this great country, talented people, corrosive environments. Somebody goes, you know, if you just gave them a better coach, a better environment, less chaos, better teammates, this is a guy in four years, only two players, average 30 multiple times. Can't wait to watch Bradley Beal finally, finally in a great spot for a really good player. All right, J-Mac, it is Friday. Very fired up. Last day of the week, like Steph Curry, energized, battery charged. We went out last night, talked a lot of industry. <laughs> Can't get into it today. Uh, Definitely not the day to get into industry chatter. Yes, it is. is. Uh, but I did see something that um, the Cowboy hype train's already oh, starting. Come on. And Philadelphia did to James Harden, or will do to James Harden, what James Harden has done to the league for years. I thought they actually, yeah. you know, didn't you always feel with Harden? He kind of used the league and he used teams to kind of get what he wanted. He's made oh, a ton of money. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I mean, purposely getting out of shape in Houston, going to Brooklyn. He's always sort of used. I do think there's something wrong with it because I think after a while you get a label in an industry, he's a user. But does he care? Well, now this is how it ends. Mm. Philadelphia used him. 
Philadelphia said, let's just bring him on for about a year and a half until Maxi elevates. Maxi three years ago averaged eight points, now 2021. Yeah, remember last year he could have gotten more money from them, and he said, I'll take less, we'll bring on P.J. Tucker. And now a year later, he doesn't get the offer that he wants from Philly. He says, get me the heck out of here. I think this is the third straight year James Harden has demanded a trade. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but this is what happens when you're not fully committed, when you don't give a great effort, when you have a quirky personality and nobody ever really feels you can hold them accountable because you don't hold yourself accountable. Didn't Kevin Durant say last week that James Harden was right there with Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving as like inspirational yeah. players that yeah. uh, young kids should uh, you know aspire to and look up to? Didn't Kevin Durant say that? Yeah, I think he did. Oh. Not one of my favorite. Very prescient uh, from Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love. Mint, straight, wintergreen, peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, 
Don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Andrew Wiggins could score 24 in Minnesota. I didn't remember a basket. He could score 16 in Golden State, and they're crucial in the finals against the Celtics. Not all points are equal. So as the Sixers get ready to launch James Harden out of town wherever he lands, this is all about Tyrese Maxey. Somebody like J-Max feeling on Jamal Murray, I believe is going to be a star. Is he going to be a one or just a great two? I'm not sure yet. But if you look at this kid, this move to get Harden out of town is really all about getting Tyrese Maxey on the floor and having him be the two. With Harden on the floor, he averages 19. Without him, he averages 25 and his assists double. He is a star. Now, is he a franchise guy you can build around because Embiid's often hurt? I think there's a chance for it. He's a sensational player. He's only 22 years old. If you watch basketball with a sound down and a guy pops, jumps off the screen, that's like a Steph Curry. You know, that that's a guy that literally pops. I think this kid's it. Great energy, getting better. He is small, but his effort level is through the roof. And the bottom line is Harden just gets in the way. They want him to have the ball in his hands all the time. He is an energizer, a great player, probably eventually going to be a 26, 27-point-a-game guy in this league. He averaged 25. At, by the way, there's another stat about him. He was the best three-point shooter in the NBA last year who took at least 15 shots a game. I think Tyrese Maxey's a star. At this point, it's Embiid, Maxey, Tobias Harris. I'd love to get Paul George over in a trade with the Clippers. If I can't, I can't. But I think this move's really, we'll talk about Harden, it's about Maxey. Tremendous young player. And I don't know why it is, maybe because he's a slow-growth guy. If you look at the NBA stars, J-Mac, we talked about this other, other day. Steph was a slow-growth guy. Jokic, a slow-growth guy. Giannis, a slow-growth guy. Luka's a great star early, can't get it right with teammates. Maxie's a classic. Three years ago, he's averaging eight points. And then he goes up, and then he goes up. And even now, last year, when he's averaging what he's averaging, it's really deceptive. Because when Harden's off the floor, he's 25 a game. Great shooter, great energy, always available or usually available. Little small, but I think we're looking at another one of these slow-growth guys that it takes three or four years, and you look up and you're like, by the way, SGA at Oklahoma City. Shea, he's another slow-growth guy. Those guys aren't handed anything. Takes them three or four years to find their game. They come in raw. They come in young. I, I mean, eight points, 17 points, 20 points, and that really without Harden next year, probably 26, 27 a game. I mean, he's that kind of player. So exciting times. Moving off Harden's the right move to me. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Speaking of the Cowboys, I saw this. So uh, ESPN ranked NFL rosters 1 
to 32. One was the Chiefs, 32 was the Cardinals. By the way, they have the Rams at 31 under the Colts. I do not believe that, but be that as it may. Uh, Dallas was sixth, ahead of the Niners at eight. And I don't know how many Cowboys would start for the Niners. Dak Wood, CeeDee Lamb Wood, Michael Wood, Zach Martin Wood, probably Trayvon Diggs, five. <laughs> okay. How many defensive players, because they have, the, they have the Steelers only at 14th most talented team. That is way low. Way low. How many Cowboys would start on defense for the Steelers? Trayvon, they're not very good at corner. Trayvon Diggs, Stephon Gilmore, and Micah Parsons. That's about it. So uh, this is an annual event where we overhype the Cowboys and uh, they end up in a ranking by some company, top four, top five, top six roster in the NFL. As I've said before, they have two great players that would start for every team, Zach Martin, Micah Parsons. Then they have five, four or five guys I like, Dak, Trayvon Diggs, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Demarcus Lawrence, good players, wouldn't start for every team. I mean, Dak would not start for 10, 11 teams. So, uh, been 27 postseasons in a row since the Cowboys won two playoff games. That's it. So, I, I think if you put them in the AFC, they're not a playoff team. So, I, I said this morning, I'm going to be realistic with the Cowboys. I took their schedule. Because I always feel, J-Mac, you've been here. I've o- I always say that I feel like the Cowboys, I've said this for the last 20 years. They'll be pretty good. They'll be nine or ten games. So I'm going to go through the schedule. I think this is as realistic as you can be. I'm going to basically give them a win in every game they'll be absolutely favored in, which you know doesn't happen because the Chiefs last year lost to the Colts and almost lost to the Texans. But I'm going to give them all those. So the Giants game at New York, by the way, no gimme. My guess is Barkley gets signed to a big deal. They'll have Saquon. It's close. It's a rivalry. I'll give a W to the Cowboys there. That's a W. I don't think they're going to beat Aaron Rodgers in that defense. They could, but I think they'll split with New York. That's you, a loss. Do you want to guess the line on that game? I just looked it up. I would guess in, in Cow- Dallas. Cowboys minus two and a half. Wow. Nailed it. Correct. I, I, I was a little surprised, but they are at home, so you're okay. right. Cowboys but I don't think they're going to beat both New York teams. We'll do a split. Okay. Okay. I'll give them a win over Arizona and New England, although it's a coaching mismatch. Belichick to Mike McCarthy. I'll give you two W's there. So win-win there. Um, I do not think you match up with San Francisco. Coaching mismatch, uh, roster disadvantage, it's on the road. That's a loss. Uh, J-Mac likes the Chargers even more than I do, and I like them a lot. I've said this before. If their three top draft picks are as good as I think they are, they don't have a hole. They they literally don't have a hole. So I'd say it's a loss at the Chargers. Real quick, look at what it says. Week five at San Fran, week six at Chargers. So they probably stay on the West Coast for two weeks um, heading into the bye. That's a tough back-to-back on the West Coast. <laughs> probably stay out here. Yeah, these are the two best teams. Those are the two best rosters on the West Coast. Are you giving them a split there? No. Or 0-2? Two, oh two? Yeah, well, I, I no. So now again, bye. They'll beat the Rams. I think they, they'll beat the Rams. They'll lose at Philadelphia. That's realistic. Again, I'll have them sweeping the New York Giants. They did last year. That's right. I'll have them sweep. I'll, so now I have them beating the Giants. I'm going to have them beat Carolina, Washington, and Seattle. I'm going to have the Cowboys go on a four-game winning streak. 
then I think it's reasonable to assume they're going to lose. I have them being swept by Philly because uh, I think Philly's a much better team, and they'll lose at Buffalo and at Miami. I'll give them a win over a team that's arguably just as talented or more so Detroit because they're at home. Win there, win at Washington. So I have them winning every game that they'll be favored in or it's like the Detroit game. That's a go-either-way game. I'm having them win all of them. Now, I do have them losing a game they'll be favored to the Jets, but I think the Jets are, are, are very much in their class. Uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers, TV game, Cowboys have, you know, in the last several years kind of been unimpressive in those big spots. And then I have them losing games they should lose. So the truth is they probably won't win every game they're favored in. They probably won't lose every game they're an underdog in, but that's 10-7. and seven. And that's exactly where I feel the Cowboys are at. I don't think it's unrealistic. Now, you're, you're a fan. You have them starting the year 4-0. Do, do I believe that Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy, without, without their top OC, Kellen Moore, is going to start the season 4-0? I do not believe that. As I've said, if, if C.D. Lamb turned an ankle... Dalton Schultz is gone, Zeke's gone, Tyron Smith is older, and and Tony Pollard's off a major surgery. That offense is not going to look the same. So I have him starting the year 3-1, and one, ending with two wins, having a four-game winning streak, and going 10-7. and seven. So I have him a good start, a good finish, losing where they, their tough stretch, Philly at Buffalo at Miami, maybe they pull out a win. But then maybe they lose to Detroit. I think that's incredibly reasonable. Here's a scheduling quirk I just noticed. So they play Washington. That's the Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah. The next week against Seattle at home is also on a Thursday. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the Detroit game is on a Saturday. So short week after going to Miami, you come home and host Detroit on a short week, Saturday, December 30th. Um, I don't... By the way, you say, Colin, how do you have them losing to the Jets? Do you know what the no, Cowboys... No, nobody says that. <laughs> well, do you know what they were as favorites last year? The Cowboys were 9-3. and three. So They, they beat were the a favorite they should have. Yeah. Mostly. But you generally don't win every game. Again, the Colts beat the Chiefs, and the Texans could have. So I have them winning every game except the Jets game in which they'll be a favorite. So, well, you also have them sweeping Washington. Didn't they lose to Washington last oh, year? Oh, I think late Washington matches up very well with them. I think well, I think Washington matches up well with the Cowboys. Giants don't necessarily match up well, but it's I mean uh, you know because the Cowboys' O lines usually again this year it'll be redeemable. It's a good mm-hmm. O line. Philadelphia's D line kind of controls that football game. So at ten and seven, that's still I, a wild card team. And at ten and seven, I have them going basically ten and one as a favorite. They were 9-3 and three last year as a favorite. I have them winning every game they'd be favored in. That's not the way it works in the NFL, except the Jets game, which I, I, I'm i not going to have them go undefeated. You know, I think the Jets is a game they'd lose. And, I, and, and this is not a – I think that's a – and that's with mm. no injuries. I still contend if just one player, CeeDee Lamb, went down, that receiving core and tight end group is suboptimal. Uh, I, I forgot. The Jets, they uh, host them on a short week because the Jets open on Monday against Buffalo. You know, body bag game in the division, first game, and then they travel to Dallas. So short week for the Jets going into week two. Not ideal. Eh, it's a veteran quarterback, I think. You. Yeah. But and then again, also, Dallas plays the Giants in the opener. That's a rivalry game. You know? Yeah, and I think also what you do, especially when the short week is in week one or two, the team prepares for it. Yeah. They'll have that Cowboy game plan done in August. 
because you're not going to play many of your starters. So in the preseason, you're you're literally installing a lot of the Cowboy game plan. So I, 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 short week can matter, like week 10, 11, 12, when yeah. you're all beat up. Short week doesn't matter to me much at all in September. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. 
Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. The Rams got a reputation, F them picks. That was the slogan. They don't need first-round picks. We're going to go pay for stars. Jalen Ramsey, you know, Matt Stafford, don't need picks. I think it works quickly. But eventually, you have to pay the bills, right? You can't kick that thing down. The, you you got you to gotta eventually pay. So the Rams right now need talent. And they've moved off a lot of the expensive guys. Now, they did get a championship. And so San Francisco's got the better roster and the better near future. They got no rings. Eagles, great last year. They didn't win. Rams got a ring last two years. So it paid off. Now they have to rebuild the roster. Because it was wildly top-heavy with five great players. And then, uh, again, at some point, you can't kick it down the road. So it does show you, though, there was this sense that, you know, number one picks. And I don't have a problem giving up a number one pick if I get Jalen Ramsey. And it can get me a Super Bowl. But the bill will come due. So the NFL.com just announced their NFL under-25 team. I'm going to show you the first-team offense. And you're going to notice something. Trevor Lawrence, Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Pratt, uh, um, Friermouth, Friermuth, C.D. Lamb, Tristan Wirfs, Andrew Thomas, Trey Smith, Elijah Vera Tucker, Creed Humphrey. I have no disagreements. That is exactly the team I would pick. All of them are first or second round picks. The only exception is Trey Smith who was an All-American lineman that had a blood clot issue, was seen as a second-round pick, and plummeted in the draft. And he's been fantastic. That's it. No sleepers. Trey Smith is not a sleeper. He was a great talent. You know, like great talents tend to do. There's an issue. Something happens before the draft. And they drop. We just saw it in the NBA draft. Somebody guy from Villanova dropped. Really good player. Trey Smith was not a sleeper. Everybody else is a first or second round pick. Let's go to the defense. What do you know? Same basic feel. <laughs> Adrian, Aiden Hutchison, Jalen Phillips, Jordan Davis, Christian Barmore, Michael Parsons, Nick Bolton, Sauce Gardner, Patrick Sertan, Hufunga from USC, Kyle Hamilton, Tariq Woolen. Everybody's a first or second round pick except for Hufunga, the safety from USC, who would have gone higher, who was the Trojans' best player as last year, but he was hurt all the time. So, Unlike a blood clot issue, it was a health issue. Trey Smith, Funga, actually health issues. Great player in college when he was healthy. The only sleeper, the only sleeper is Tariq Woolen, a true sleeper. 
from a small school. Nobody watched him in college. He was wildly talented, crazy combine, but he played at a small school and he was inconsistent. He was just incredibly raw and he got a great mentor and a great defensive mind, Pete Carroll, and they made him into a star. First, second team, one sleeper. And, it, you know, it, it's that here's the thing about J-Mac. It's like with first round picks, it's like casting a movie. You got to get the star right. You can argue back. My wife was just watching a movie the other day with Christian Bale in it. And she's like, God, he was sensational. I'm like, you got to get the star right. You'll never overcome it if you miss on the star. A bunch of average actors. You could have the best ensemble ever. If you don't have a good lead, it's not a great movie. You got to get the lead right. And then usually when the lead is right, Others follow. People want to be in a Christian Bale movie. They want to be in a Michael Keaton movie, a Hanks, a Denzel movie, a Tom Cruise, right? Like, they'll follow. But you got to get it. And, you know, American Idol was 21 years on the air, right? And they sold the dream of stardom comes from anywhere. Two people won that thing and became superstars. Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson. 21 years, too. That won it and became, like, superstars. That's it. That's it. You can identify talent very quickly, very early. Scouts know what they, they're doing. Scouting's never been better. A lot of pe- They don't make a lot of money, but the scouts I talk to are so thorough, know what they're doing, get it right. Now, there was the Seattle team, remember, that hit on all the late-round players. Why would that be? Because Pete Carroll had just coached in college. He had a huge advantage on the rest of the league. By the way, four years later, Pete was no longer hitting on those fifth, sixth, seventh round players. He became like every other NFL coach. He knew NFL personnel and had to rely on other people for college players. That's not to say Pete doesn't know talent, but he had a huge advantage for three or four years in the draft, and he hit on all these four, five, and six round players, and they weren't playing Russell Wilson, so they stacked the roster and built like a what, a, what appeared to be a mini dynasty for a few years. So it, it definitely, you have to hit on your first round pick. Colin, this leaves one question. Why is it so difficult to find out who's going to be a good quarterback when you draft in the first round? Just going back to 2018, yeah. Baker Mayfield flop, Sam Darnold flop, Josh Allen hit, Josh Rosen's, yeah. I don't even know if he's in the league, Lamar Jackson. Uh-huh. You go to 20, um, 21, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, yeah. Justin Fields, Mac Jones. Why are we continually missing okay. on quarterback? And it's very simple. It's the only position that demands leadership, which is not quantifiable. I had Jimmy Johnson here on the set once, and I said, what made Aikman special, Arm? He said, he's just a great leader. I said, well, define it. He goes, I can't. Because you, you don't need a leader at corner or a pass rusher. It's the only position that demands you be a great leader, and you can't define it. What is a great leader? Who the, who the hell can what, – what, what is that? You read a book? People, salespeople read these, how to be a great manager in eight steps. Most never become managers. You have it or you don't. You either people are attracted to you, you lubricate a room, you can feel the temperature of it. People either follow you or you don't. I think it's very hard to teach yourself to Aikman had it. He probably was a great leader when he played football in ninth grade. Peyton Manning had it. Brady had it. Like some guys have it. Some guys don't. Jay Cutler had great talent. Never really a leader. You know what I mean? So I think that's the one position that it demands. Like another thing it demands is... Um, mental resilience. And that's stuff be, you can't put on a spreadsheet. No, you you're going to be criticized more than any position. Some guys just fold. Like, like, can you handle being ripped every day? Talk radio. 
Nobody, nobody's ripping the Mike linebacker. Nobody's <laughs> ripping the right guard. You're getting ripped. How do you handle it? What is leadership? So th- it should be about a 50-50 split. That stuff's hard. Some people like Johnny Manziel. I couldn't stand him. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. All right, let's go live. Eric Mangini, Fox Sports NFL analyst. I, I don't think it's that difficult. Am I wrong on this? Just don't bet NFL, don't bet in the facility. Bet March yeah, Madness. I, I is it hard? No, no. look, you, you, you can't bet on games, and everybody knows it. You can't bet in the facility. Like, it, it's... It's amazing that, that they're having as many issues as they are with this, and I'm sure they've been very transparent out in front with what the rules are. And and you you know you know like you can't bet on you can't bet on games. It just you can't do it. So I saw the NFL.com had their all under 25 team, first and second team. It was all first and second round picks. The only exceptions were uh, uh, a blood clot issue for a guard who fell and a safety at USC who had injury issues. Both were high school All-Americans. Both were all-conference. Both were great players, but injuries dropped them. Basically, get your stars in the first or second round. When you look at that, how do guys view third, fourth, fifth, sixth? How did you look at the draft? You felt, look, you wanted to hit on the on the first round. We always felt, that if we could get our first rounder to play a thousand reps, which means the first rounder becomes a starter in the second round, if we could get that guy to play at least 500 reps as a rookie, that would be successful. And that 500 reps could come in a combination of uh, substituted defenses or, or, or situational offensive packages and, and special teams. And then those other rounds were, were chances that you could get really good players that, that would develop and, and contribute a lot. But they all they all had their different flaws that they had to overcome. You had to figure out, you know, how they were going to fit into your system. And then sometimes you hit you hit huge with those guys. Yeah. So uh, I, I said this last year didn't come to fruition. I said uh, the downside to being great and winning rings is it gets to be an expectation. And uh, Robert Kraft is not going to sit there if they finish fourth and struggle again to score in an offensive league and go, I got my rings. I've got my net worth. I do think Bill's under pressure. The DC to OC backfiring adds to it. I mean, you tell me, what is Bill facing this year pressure-wise in your opinion? Well, I think that Robert made it very clear when he said, I'm looking for my seventh. That That's uh, a, a very... Uh, apparent mandate in in terms of expectations it's not looking to get back to the playoffs it's not looking to go deep into the playoffs it's looking to to win another super bowl and and that bar has been set and and robert has given some ground i think he gave ground when they moved on from from tom and tom goes to tap and wins the super bowl i think i think he gave ground when when they tried the experiment last year and that didn't work out they've missed the playoffs two out of three years and it's it's really unfathomable that that you think Bill Belichick is under pressure or on the hot seat, but when you set the bar as high as you, you have and you've won as much as you've had and then, and then le- recently things haven't worked out, then then that happens. And, and the idea that they could be fourth in that division 
I'm sure would would make Mr. Kraft sick. You know, as a coach for the Jets for three years, it's a pretty impulsive owner. It's an intense fan base. New York is simply different. It's just different. There's a lot of reasons that New York is the best city in the country, and there's other reasons I it, it, it drive people crazy. But when you're in sports, the expectations for even a team like the Mets and the Jets that don't have a history of a lot of trophies, it's really high. Um, and so when I look at Aaron Rodgers' hard knocks, I don't think hard knocks makes a good team bad. I don't think it affects it. But it is interesting. So Aaron's never had a bad O-line. He's never had a defensive coach. He's never had a media that's aggressive and pushes back. Hard knocks will get attention. I think Aaron will be fun and entertaining, to be honest with you. That's who I'd want to be on it. But, but I do think that you have the experience that others don't, is that you're asking an older player who can be a bit prickly, defensive coach. O-line's in question. A lot of young teammates. Brutal division. A relentless media. What's realistic to you? Can you see potholes, or do you think this thing is going to work? Well, I'm not sure if it's going to work. I think it's going to have to work in order for for the the current coaching staff to stay another year. Look, I, I went through this w- with with Brett Favre, and as soon as you go get a player that's a future Hall of Famer, and you insert him into a team that that's emerging, like the Jets are expectations are going to be through the roof. And, and then you pay $100 million for that player and you give up some draft picks. It The, the idea is, is that they're going to either compete for the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. And, and that's the expectation of the fan base. I'm sure that's the expectation uh, of the owner. And I, I don't think it's unreasonable. Aaron Rodgers gives you a chance to win every game. You already were, were very good defensively. You were in a bunch of tight games last year. And and I think that those expectations are, are probably fair. And you may you may want to as a head coach try to downplay those, but you can't. You can't in New York. And and I went through it with, with Brett and it's either it's either Super Bowl or bust really for New York. Was New York unfair in their criticism because the Favre thing worked until he got banged up. Was there a point with Favre that did you think that did you think the New York media and the fans had contextualized it, were, were realistic. Because baseball fans in New York, you know, the Mets spend a bunch of money. You can buy relevance. It's hard to buy wins overnight. But, I mean, in your experience, were New York fans in the media, did they kind of understand this would take a while? No. No. It's, it's one of the it's – not, it's not something where – it's not a place that's built on patience. And, and when you look at what the New York Giants did last year, that patience becomes even even smaller. So Brian Dayball goes into a situation that's that's really difficult and brings the team to the playoffs, and now you're the New York Jets, and, and you're getting a guy who's one year removed from back-to-back MVPs. The expectation is you're, you're going to go to the playoffs. You're going to go far into the playoffs, and, and you should compete for the Super Bowl. And, and even, even if it... Um, if if that wasn't the case, look, New York New York is a hard place, and they expect to win, and 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 it doesn't matter what team you are. If you're not winning and holding up your end of the bargain, then they're going to want you to go someplace else. Uh, not to be cynical, but I I read all the <laughs> expectations on Jordan Love, and I said this: Patrick Mahomes. They leaked video out very early on Mahomes. Video got out. 
And it was like he it was a, it was like the 22 film or it was film that I could never get access to. Right. It, it was practice video that doesn't get out. And it was Mahomes rolling right, throwing left. And I'm like, who, where did that video come from? <laughs> they wanted it out. When Daniel Jones got drafted, viewed as a reach, the giant suddenly released slow-mo video. It was like chariots of fire. It was a Daniel, the ball <laughs> never hit the ground. Right. Like stuff gets out when somebody wants it out. Four years with Jordan Love. There's no intense practice video. Isn't that a tell? Isn't that something, Eric? <laughs> First of all, I love how you lead with not to be cynical. You're not to be. <laughs> yeah, look, this is this is one of those situations where again, you, you better be right. You you've got Aaron Rodgers costing four million or forty million dollars on the salary cap in dead money, seventeen percent of the salary cap. You trade him away for for really nothing compared to what what they got for Russell Wilson and, and Deshaun Watson. So you made that decision. You you drafted a guy in the first round. He's been there for three years. This is not a rookie. This is a guy that's been in the program for three years. You, you better be right because you, you, you essentially gave away Aaron Rodgers in a lot of ways compared to what other people got. And and you've got three years of, of evaluation, of, of tape, of experience, all those things. He should come out and... and be really good and, and and the expectation should should be very high there as well I don't know if that's totally fair because it is going to be his first year starting but for what they gave up for what they're eating in terms of, of cap space and for the fact that the guy's been there three years he, he should come out firing yeah so um Eric Mangini is joining us <laughs> but, but you're a little you're a little cynical about that I think well, maybe the twitch, you know, the team you loved last year was the Raiders. And I said a couple days ago that the Raiders are a volcano with a logo. There's always molten lava bubbling <laughs> right underneath the surface, right? It, it's just inches away. So Josh McDaniels is obviously a great coordinator, but in Denver, he rubbed people the wrong way. He rubbed Derek Carr the wrong way. And I, and I said this, I know he's smart. But there is, there is something about certain personalities. It's okay to be polarizing, for instance, for me to my audience, not to my bosses. And there's something about Josh McDaniels. It feels like it's starting to turn. Josh Jacobs unhappy. Devontae Adams talking. Derek Carr. You know Josh McDaniels. I don't know him, but I like him. It feels like it's going sideways again, doesn't it? Yeah, this this is this is a hard situation. I really like Josh McDaniels a lot, and he is incredibly smart. And I think Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, is another guy who's incredibly smart and is going to be a, a head coach. So they they've got a good staff. Rob Ryan is there on the defensive side, but but you go in and you try to to change a culture and insult insert a culture that you believe in and that that has worked for for a long time and then i i understand what josh is is trying to do but as you do that and you break a lot of eggs in the process whether it's what happened with Derek carr who who i've always really liked and it seems like his teammates really liked him and then you you trade away darren waller and and now you've got a situation where your best player is unhappy because he's been franchised now now in year two you you better win a lot of games early to get the confidence of the building back and 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 the team be behind you. It's it's not that I think that Josh's process is flawed or the things that he believes in are flawed. The timeline 
has changed for a lot of head coaches in terms of, of how long they have to insert a program. So he, he's going to have to win games early. Otherwise, the, the hole in the boat is going to get a lot bigger, I think. Many people not realize this, but uh, when you left NFL coaching, you went and hung out with the Niners for a couple of years, and you were in the room with Harbaugh, and you, you, you know the Niners personnel very well. You know it. Uh, you probably know John Lynch well, Kyle Shanahan, a lot of guys you know in sports. You've been around for a long time. And so um, I, I had somebody on the other day, and I said, when do you think the Niners knew, oh, boy, this, this Trey Lance thing ain't great. Um, and there's no right answer, but, but, but go back. You told me once you, you guys had made a big pick in New York, and you kind of knew. How long do you think? Because the Sam Darnold acquisition is pretty clear. That's option two or one. Like that, That's pretty clear. How long do you think? Do you think it's causing any? How long did it take? Do you think Kyle Shanahan's bitter because he wanted Mac Jones? How do you think that thing plays? Well, look, I've, I've seen guys develop at, at different paces. And, and DeBrickshaw Ferguson, his first year, didn't light it up. He left tackle. We drafted him fourth overall. And and then he got it. And, and, and he became a really good player for a long time. It just took a while. And, and with quarterbacks, Tom Brady wasn't very good his first year. And I, I've said that a bunch of times. But there was patience and there were, there were traits and you saw the development and the growth. I, I don't know where Trey came into the mix. Again, to give up what they gave up and, and to move as aggressively as they did to, to get him, you would feel that, that they had a, a love for, for this player. And, and the way things have, have played out, they got extremely lucky with, with Brock Purdy. I mean, that's, that's like lightning in a bottle. Um, so I don't know if the evaluation on, on Trey Lance is, is complete. I don't know if they had really committed to him and, and did the things that, that accentuated his skill set, whether or not we've, we've seen, we would have seen a lot of growth. And, and I'd like to see him get to play even this year in some packages to see whether or not he's, he's made improvements from the last time he played. Yeah. Eric Mangini, who summers in the Northeast. <laughs> I'm in Cape Cod. I'm not too far from where you summer, right? Yeah. Well, about 3,000 miles. <laughs> Good seeing you, Coach, as uh, always. All right. We'll see you. All right, Eric Mangini. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Baseball fans, you can win $10,000 tomorrow playing Fox Bet Super 6. Three people split the jackpot last week, and this week could be your chance. Download the free app on your phone and enter six predictions for your shot at the jackpot. Here's a story. So Kyrie Irving now desperate is just leaking stories that are nonsense. First, there was Kyrie Irving going to visit Phoenix. Phoenix is not going to land Kyrie Irving. Now Kyrie Irving may try to gauge the 76ers' interest amid James Harden trade buzz, according to Brian Windhorst. Daryl Morey's not bringing on head case Kyrie Irving. No way. This is a desperate player leaking stuff because there's no market for Kyrie Irving. None. He tried to leak stuff about the Lakers. Not interested. Leak stuff now about the 76ers. Not interested. Leak stuff about the Suns. Not interested. This is just a player that's desperate, that has no market. They're trying to drum it up. Kyrie's got nobody to blame but Kyrie. At least, you know, you can – Harden can be erratic, 
But Harden works. He just doesn't work in the postseason. Harden facilitates. He gives you points. I would take Harden every day of the week over Kyrie. And I don't, I'm not a Harden guy. But he can give you 20 and 10. He's going to, you know, when he's healthy, he'll show up. Not going to give you any defense. He's not a leader. But Kyrie's fallen into the erratic erratic and I think Kyrie's so arrogant and lacks self-awareness he just thinks I'll always have a market Lakers said no Suns aren't interested if Philadelphia signs him shame on you yeah the NBA is looking at boring Denver boring Milwaukee they're starting to look and you know what they're pushing back finally on toxic Memphis toxic Dallas end of the year with Kyrie toxic Brooklyn toxic doesn't work so Kyrie picked a bad time to get erratic the last three years. It's more international players, more mature players, more bigs, more low drama. The league is pivoting. There was a time when you could just sell talent. Nobody wants the toxicity of Kyrie Irving. He's too erratic. By the way, Westbrook can't stand a team. And Westbrook plays his butt off and is productive and plays hard. I mean, I, Westbrook's not my favorite player, but Russell Westbrook gives you 30-some minutes, plays hard, he's productive. Again, I wish he was a guard who had better hands and could shoot better, but he plays hard. Steph, no drama. Giannis, no drama. I mean, Jokic, Murray, no drama. The only drama Durant has is arguing with J-Mac on uh, that hell site Twitter. No, no, well, yeah. Okay, so I went and did the Cowboys earlier today. So I was looking at the Jets schedule because we, you know, we all take the schedule out. Win, 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 win. So I had the Cowboys winning every game as a favorite except the Jets game, and I had them at ten and seven. So the Cowboys last year went nine and three as a favorite. This year I'd have them going like nine and one or ten and one. So I looked at the Jets schedule and just hear me out. So the reason I have them losing the Buffalo game is is this: Buffalo was humiliated at home. Their hair is going to be on fire. They bring back the same offensive system for the second year. Buffalo has got something to prove. This is a team that ended and has been lampooned and mocked and eye-rolled all offseason. So Buffalo is winning. That's a tough early draw. They are ticked off, and and they're bringing all the guys back on offense, and they've upgraded at tight end. They've upgraded at running back. So that's a loss. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. They upgraded more than the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers at quarterback? Yeah, but you won seven games. They won like 13. They're a better team. We got a two-time MVP. They got, what, a right guard? You have a bad O-line. They have a good D-front. And they have a star quarterback, too. We have a good D-front as well. Okay. So, loss there. Then I'll give you a win at Dallas and New England. Generous of you. You're not beating Kansas City at Denver or Philly. It's your toughest three games of the season. You're losing all of them. By the way, P.S., they went to Denver last year and won. Yeah, with Nathaniel Hackett. And they faced a backup quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to give you a three-game winning streak. You're going to beat the Giants and the Chargers, who are better, and the Raiders. Then I have a two-game losing streak at Buffalo. Miami's going to have your number. You're going to own the Patriots. You're going to split with the Bills. Miami's going to get your number this year. Miami's <laughs> going to beat you in New York. You're not going to win all these favorite games. Yeah, Tua loves cold weather. Then you're going to win five straight. You're going to win Atlanta. Uh, you know, you're going to win. Um, let's see, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to give you five straight wins there. I'm going to even give you at, the, at Miami win. And then you lose last game at New England. So I said you sweep them. No, you don't. I'm letting you win at Miami. I'm not letting you win at New England and Miami. 
And so that's 10 and 7. And that's where I see. I just want Aaron Rodgers. I just want to just say those two words. Do you remember how bad Zach Wilson was last year, Colin? Okay. Do you remember the disaster in New England? One of the most unwatchable games in recent NFL memory. Yeah. It was like 3-3 for 59 minutes and right. 55 seconds. Aaron was 8-9 and nine in the significantly weaker division, weaker NFC. How was he the two years before that? Well, that's not. That's two oh, years that ago. It's irrelevant. Yeah. When he so was he won two, eight games two, last year. Now MVP. he goes to a significantly better division, significantly better coaching, significantly better conference, significantly worse O line, and a defensive coach. I'm giving him ten, and you're upset. The, only ten wins. Wait, let's see. Are they going to put the wins up? I, I thought I counted eleven. They don't have a number one receiver. Garrett Wilson, he just made the under-25 best team in the league, according to you. Doesn't mean he's a one. Oh, yet. come on. He had like a, what, do you have 1,100 yards last year? C- catching passes from three stiffs? And now you got Aaron Rodgers lobbing him the, ba- the ball? And they got Alan Lazard to take Let's just be away? honest about the Buffalo game. Come on. That is a pissed Buffalo franchise. Yeah, you're right. The Jets are just soft and happy. Well, no, but everybody yet. right now is kumbaya. Aaron's teach Aaron's a wizard. He's, He's a hanging sorcerer. out with the guys. Yeah, yeah. He's going to Broadway plays. Yeah, yeah. Tony Awards, yeah. <laughs> but you're getting an angry Buffalo team. So I, I got news for you. I'm taking Buffalo. I'm giving we're gonna you. A, to, I'm, we're going to have to have some kind of I'm, bet on that game. I'm giving you a win at Dallas and at Miami. You're going to be an underdog in both of those. Money pouring in on the Jets in Week One. Line down, baby. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 